When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Julia, did you talk about our Vegas trip? Did you say hi to Jill and the girls? I did. They, okay, I, good. they texted us while we were even on the air. Oh, yeah. good, good. Yeah, that I was... Did. That was that was such a fun trip until it until turned it hell. wasn't until my diverticulitis kicked into gear oh. ten thirty p.m. on Saturday night and uh, yeah if yeah. anyone out there knows about diverticulitis you know what fun it is and I ended up in the ER yesterday oh dear mm-hmm. I was so dehydrated um, from my experience and. <laughs> The positive of that experience was that they're very good at regions. I had a very cute medical student. That's what Lori told me. Very cute. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. And then I had a really nice nurse and doctor and all this stuff. But yeah, I have this weak, horrible stomach for my mom's side of the family. Yeah, you My mom has diverticulitis, Mm -hmm. my aunt, my sister, my brother. Really? That many? Your brother has it too? Yes. Oh, my God. Word. It's a it's the hereditary bad stomach we all yeah. got from my mom. We all blame her every time this happens. And I guess the last attack I had was last summer. Summer at my cabin. I, well, I had it before, right. but I just went to your cabin and sat in a chair. And here's what I decided, Julia. <laughs> oh, I'm curious. Diverticular. How is this going to be okay. good? All right, here we go. All right. So during the pandemic, we have not been going out. No. In fact, at all. Correct mundo. And then So when we went out we went in Vegas, we ate all kinds of rich, yummy food. We oh. had desserts galore. We ate at two fabulous restaurants at the Bellagio. Prime and um Which is like on the water. Yes. So you have we literally view. it was unbelievably gorgeous. Yeah. And 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 our friend who was with us, he loves let's all order appetizers uh-huh. and He's, and get desserts, and we had fancy drinks. It was and, so fun. Yeah, so, so, because Julie and I, if we're the, on a trip like just the two of us, or even just like, some girlfriend, food's, food's an after the last agenda. We yeah. want to lay a base, but we're not like going out to fancy dinners. And, but it was so fun. And it was so fun, and it was so delicious. But that confluence of rich food mixed on top of the booze, mixed on top of the sugar, Ooh. mixed on top of. And extended hours of all these things. Of all these things. Because, you know, <laughs> Thursday night, you know, we stayed out late Friday right. night. It was pretty early, like 2 in the morning. Right. I mean, so I know because this happened the last time I had a diverticulitis attack. It involved, I I went to um, my friend's house and she we had, we had like wine. And then we had like a 
oily like dip thing okay. and then some other like really kind of spicy things and then we had this amazing dessert night like the whole thing and remember when i ate you all your bars when you ate all the bars you were went not sugar is like a big trigger right uh for me so it was miserable beyond uh, oh. beyond i today is the first day that i'm like not in pain oh good oh yeah it was oh, it's Holly, oh. if you could have seen her waddle to the airport oh god I, i'm impressed you made it back oh no well, i i was so worried yeah but we had we We didn't leave till like four and we were with people with good service yeah and i laid in bed all day yeah but still having to go to the airport and and i told them not feeling well but the best part of course was that we had the medical emergency and had to once we were on the tarmac turn around and come come back back. for Mm -hmm. a lady who was dehydrated from alcohol i know it was it was a lot. And then oh let's see what other Well you won. Oh yeah. I, I mean Lori was such a winner winner chicken dinner. Oh boy. I, did. I won eight hundred and sixty dollars on Buffalo Stampede. Oh, yeah, that's you, a good she, one. That's she a good won one. another one on the I Madonna. A hundred on Madonna. MGM had Madonna machines, which I'd never seen before in Vegas. No. Playing no. music. And she's in her cowboy thing and also real life. Oh, that's member. That's oh, yeah. our song. Music. That, yeah. It's so, the people. I like I that was like probably my best winnings I've had there. Oh, oh one time I think I won like twelve came home with twelve hundred. Okay. And at one point during <laughs> and at one point during yeah. like day two in the morning and we literally got there on day one late at night. I'm mm-hmm. like, Lori. You got to, how much money can you give me? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you were very money. And right I brought so, so much money for me, yeah. Holly. And yeah. I was just like already almost, I'm yeah. like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and I've eaten, I've Nothing. eaten a, a piece of toast and a half a cup of rice. And now I'm going to have sometime during the show, another half a cup of rice since Saturday. Oh, I know. So I think I'm kind of hungry, but I'm afraid to eat. Now I'm afraid of food. Very mild, 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 mild. Yeah. I no know spice, no spice, no, no oil, anything. no sugar. And then the piece de la resistance was yesterday after I had my cat scan because they just want they want to make sure you don't have like an obstruction well, of or course. something like that. And um, but my the doctor was really nice and he comes back in. He says the nurse is going to come back in here and um, we're going to if you can give us a stool sample. And oh, I'm yeah. like. <laughs> And I'm like, and, is there and, anything left? And the nurse comes in and she goes, I've got a little poop hat for you. And Julia asks, me, she goes, why do you got to wear a hat? I go, yeah, so you look I've cute. Never, I've never heard of a poop hat. Yeah. It's Wait, a I little, haven't either. It's, it's a, a catcher. It's a plastic, looks oh. like a hat. And you put the toilet lid down on it and then it perfectly captures whatever might be coming out. And then it bends so that you can pour or scoop oh. into a cup. Oh, my and the cup has the scooper in it. Oh, my God. It's a way to do a stool sample without having it hit the water. Yes. And go down the little hole. It's like one of those plastic little baseball hats at the Twins where you would eat a Sunday. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But very bendable. And the nurse, like, she goes, I can help you do that. And I'm like, oh, no. This is already humiliating enough. <laughs> but it wasn't just like, no, I, at first, yeah, I was just like, I don't know if I, she goes, oh, hardly anyone can go on demand. I said, just give me a minute. You know, so anyway, yeah. So I, yeah, I blame the pandemic for my lack, that my stomach has just gone, you know. But that was, it was so serious. I was worried. Yeah, no. I was worried. I'm I'm glad you're here. I'm never going to eat that much rich food and desserts and drinking all at the same time ever. Because we don't do that. No. 
I mean, that's usually like we're like, but oh, it was so decadent. Oh, it was, fun. So it was my favorite thing ever. I mean, I loved you wouldn't believe the desserts the sh- I mean, and the champagne we got, got glass we got. Oh, well, was, I'm looking at the menu of Prime. Yeah. At oh, the Bellagio. Yeah. Oh, hello. What hello. was the name of the other place we went to? No, I had a Wagyu steak that was just. Yeah. Um, um, was it um, the fancy French place? Mayfair. Mayfair. And they do a cabaret show. Coco Cabana show, which is just wild. So, and, and we fed- got a glass of champagne. And it was surrounded and then wrapped and robed in cotton candy. Oh. So it looked like you're drinking from a cloud. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I gave my cotton candy to Julia. I ate it all. Yeah. I've got a stomach of a... You... Yeah. Nothing. Nothing fights yeah. with my stomach. Yeah. It all goes down. It's a huge betrayal, what's what's going on <laughs> in my body. I mean... That's all I can say. I'll forgive it because it's been pretty good to me. But yeah, between the... Fly in my eye, the tendonitis, <laughs> now the diverticulitis. I'm like, am I going to have to admit my age? Probably. No, anyway. don't do it. Anyway, but it's just you're just a little older than last but, year. But I feel your so tummy. Much remember, you're I like, had to lay down. I had to be stretched out because it was so cramped. It just kind of feels like. And I said this to the medical, this med student, when he had to, you know, feel my stomach. Right. And it feels so. It felt so mushy right and i said well if i knew what it was like to do a thousand sit-ups a day i imagine that's what my core would be feeling like right now because it really hurts <laughs> that's better than julia i feel like i have glass shards in my stomach that oh, too. i like i like that the too. image of you doing a thousand sit-ups oh yeah me too because oh, yeah. it's so obvious i don't do a thousand sit-ups as he's pushing in all my love you know anyway all right listen we'll be right back it's our story we can't get enough of Everybody, it's Wednesday. I hope we're putting butter in the rotation by BTS. It broke the YouTube record for the most viewed in 24 hours. How many views? Oh, it was like 185 million, like within 24 hours. Something like that. Wow. So, and they were on Colbert last night. So cute. Oh, flipping cute. I love it. They, I know. They put in the work, Julia. I love that. Okay, (laughs) I love that they put in the work. They've done their yes. They've been working at it for a long time. A long time, and they are type. We haven't. We don't have any dancing choreography music really anymore. Pop groups right now. Not right now. Not any boy bands. Uh -uh. We could Uh, use a new one. And they've been consistent, and they're it. And they're performing on GMA, FYI, on Friday. Friday morning. Oh, this is exciting. Opening. This is you know, the so exciting. Yeah. Okay, so I did manage to watch a little of our regular TV shows. Yes. And I caught The View on Monday. And um, they were talking about oh, that awful Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's such a trolley congresswoman. And she had likened vaccine, Post- like having vac- vaccination cards or requirements she likened it to uh hitler making everyone wear the yellow stars yes making jewish people yeah Mm -hmm. and it's just such an awful association it it doesn't work it's not an analogy that works in any shape or form and she's not she did not back down from it either no and 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 we're well i have finished now but i was reading the book of no names this very lost names or lost name very poignant world war ii historical so So really it might be my favorite book so far that we've read so good um and we love a lot of books but (laughs) Anyway, that's about, you know, this uh, woman who ends up, you know, forging documents to save children of 
um, Jewish, Jewish parents the, out of France, out of France, because their parents were taken away and shipped off to Auschwitz and different camps. Yeah. And so it was just like really fresh in yes. thinking, what is this woman doing? So, of course, the ladies at The View decided that this would be a hot topic. Perfect for their show, actually, to well, have a discussion. Yes, because it's they a do they do political yes, stuff all the time, perfect. and they've been always covering COVID. Yeah. Anyway, this happened on uh, Monday more morning, and um, then something else. Then they basically all got called into the principal's office, the ABC News president, after this. So let's just hear a little of it. Tell me what I'm supposed to be saying, Megan, okay? You do your thing, we do ours. I know, I'm well aware we do separate things on the show, Joy, okay? And I know you've been here 25 years, I've been here four. That's right, that's right. Should have some respect for that. Once in a blue moon. Nobody wants. Nobody wants anybody arguing. Nobody wants. (laughs) They argue every day. We would like everybody to stop comparing stuff or conflating stuff or saying stupid stuff, whether you're on the left, the right, or in the center. If we could just get back to Muslims are being attacked, Jews are being attacked, gay people are being attacked, trans people are being attacked. We like to focus people's ideas on how to make a better world. And you have to do that by saying, this is wrong. And every time we see something that's wrong, you say, this is wrong. That was wrong. Okay, and that was that was Whoopi saying that after they came back from the break. Because after, when Joy said, you should put some respect on that, you know, yeah. 25 years. Because Megan was basically saying to Joy, you should be concerned about anti-Semitic things. And Joy's like, well, what the hell? Who are you? I've been talking about this kind of stuff. And it got, then Megan just went, I'm not done talking. And, and Whoopi said, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go to break. That's what we're doing. And they went, and they came back, and then... Whoopi said that because probably the producers uh, talked to her. The view was trending. I saw it. You sent it to me. We didn't have time to get to it on Monday. So anyway, you could see Whoopi was trying to kind of clean that up because it was so ugly. And the other ladies are just sitting there. And and I do think that there is. uh, They acted like fifth graders. Well, they act like fifth graders, but uh and they all got their butts hauled into the principal's office because the ABC News president Kim Gordon, who's yep. fairly new in this position, she got those unruly teenagers from her high school class who are grown adult women making seven figures yeah. to have a meeting. Yeah. And page 6 got some of the details. It was the view host, it was the production crew, and each of the ladies, I guess, has a producer. And they got, boom. It, they, they were like, they- what a decadent luxury. I'm just stuck. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. I'm stuck on that thought right there. And and so according to uh, TMZ and Page Six, Megan didn't take too kindly to being tacked again by Kim Godwin and stormed out of the meeting before it was over. Now, that was headed oh up by the president of, of the new... Yes, and, and I don't... she stormed out. She stormed out. No reports whether she kicked a locker or pushed a trash can over or knocked the coffee off the thing. But, um, uh, you know, I mean, everyone's anti-Semitism. I mean, I couldn't understand what they were fighting about. But Megan McCain, remember her husband runs... I don't know if it's called The Federalist or... He's got a very right wing. Is it Federalist? Yes. But what I'm saying is that she will go bend over backwards to kind of. But but at the end of the day, what they're forgetting is they're in the entertainment business. Okay, they can they have an opinions and entertain. But it's not entertaining to watch people make people feel that uncomfortable watching your show. That's the bottom line. It feels like a very toxic workplace that you're watching and it's not the direction she uh, wants for the show. So we'll see what's going to happen. And they didn't get nominated for the first time in 28 years for a Daytime Emmy Award this past year. People are sick of the mewing. I can't stand the fighting between those two. Holly, what's happening on the roads? Oh, hey everybody! Uh, Welcome to the Lori and Julia Book Club. We have a treat for you. We're delighted. Uh, Clean Oakley is joining us. She's a USA Today best-selling author. We've never read any of her books, but we were delighted to be introduced to. I think this is your fourth book, "The Invisible Husband of Frick Island." Yes, thank you for having me on. Oh my oh. gosh, what a fun book. Your book is... Thank just, you. Okay, before you even give us the setup of the story, you have to tell us the inspiration for the story. How you got sure. that idea. Well, it's a little bit morbid. Are you sure? You- yes. yes. We can handle it. <laughs> okay, so a couple of years ago when I was writing um, one of my previous books, I ran across a newspaper article um, I think it was uh, either an Austra- Australian newspaper or just a story was from Australia. A woman um, who had been married for quite some time, I think 50 or 60 years, her husband died in their home. And she was so uh, in grief and, and kind of in denial about his death that she left him in their bed and continued to live her life, you know, outwardly to neighbors and friends as though he were still alive. Oh, wow. um, and then, you know, nobody kind of was any the wiser until a neighbor smelled an odor uh, of mm-hmm. sorts from her house. And uh, that's when she was, she was found out. But, um, you know, which is obviously tragic and sad, but to my novelist brain, it was really quite fascinating. And I thought, isn't that, interesting you know how differently people grieve mm-hmm. and wouldn't that be fascinating to kind of look into that and i further. remember that story it kind of made yeah. worldwide like news because people yeah. were just like what the heck what the frick what the frick island what the frick island okay so give this give people the setup of the invisible husband of frick island sure so it's a story about a young a young newlywed uh madly in love newlywed named piper who loses her husband, Tom, um, in kind of a freak boating accident. There's a thunderstorm. He's a, he's a waterman for his career. He fishes in crabs to make a living on their little island that they live on. 
And she's in such grief about his death and such denial that she wakes up one morning and continues to live her life as though he is right there beside her, uh, continuing their daily tradition of walking him to the docks in the morning, um, eating at the one restaurant on the island. Um, fortunately, without the rotting corpse in the bed, he is mm-hmm. somewhere in the in the lost at sea. Um, and this very small island, uh, there's only about 90 people that, that live on this island. They're not quite sure what to do with this. Um, they love Piper dearly, and they decide the best thing to do is to just go along with it. Right. Um, which is, yeah, so which is all fine and well until a very ambitious young reporter comes over from the mainland to cover kind of a fluff story um, on the island, and he actually encounters a very different story, which is that an entire island is waving to you and interacting with a man who doesn't actually exist. It, it just... Um, and he, it, it really, you can imagine as an outsider, I mean, like everyone's going along on this tiny little island and an outsider's like, there's no one there. There's, well, I could see no this right. happening exactly. like at like on Park Point in Duluth. Like if somehow the aerial lift bridge was not open and everyone was on there. I mean, everyone knows each other. Everyone on these, knows each other. On these, these little shelter little, yes. islands. Did you? Exactly. What, what was uh I mean, did you have the idea of putting this on Frick Island for any specific reason or if it's even a real place? Frick Island is a fictional island, but it's based on a very real island called Smith Island, also smack in the middle of the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, You have to take a 45-minute boat ride to get there. I think currently about 200 people live on this island. And I went and visited this island quite a few times um, for research. It's a fascinating place because although obviously the people that live there are Americans, you know, they live in Maryland, mm-hmm. right? It's they just have a completely different existence than people who live in the mainland of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and was really an interesting part of it. I and thought the, the so climate too. change and you're such a I mean, first of all, the book is just sweet and hopeful and, and just, I, I, we really enjoyed it. But Absolutely. I think, Thank you know, you. you're very vivid with painting, you know, just Piper's even- love of bugs. Okay. You know, yeah. that just yeah. cracked me up. Um, <laughs> the love of the island and going and seeing some of the island and it's eroding. Mm-hmm. Which is what these islands do. Right. And talking about, you know, even that, you know, what made it famous was this double decker cake. I mean, how mm-hmm. the yeah. reporting, your, your writing is so fun. It's so clever. Um, your people, you. very eclectic, different types of personalities. When you, okay, so you're, I'm looking at your picture, Colleen, and this is your fourth book. You look like you're 22. Yeah. Um, so oh you obviously, you. and I'm re, you know, you were the, um, what were you, the managing editor or the, you were the editor for Marie Claire, which is yeah. one of our favorite magazines because it held up. When Vogue went down, yes. Marie Claire stayed uh, up. Yes. Yeah. With no no thanks to me, I was a senior editor way back in in the two thousands. But um, but it was a fabulous magazine, and I really enjoyed working there. Yeah. Yes. Okay, let me just get back to the book because um, I loved Pearl. I loved your characters. You're very good. I can mm-hmm. see these people in my mind. And Pearl runs the boarding house, and Piper yes. lives yep. in the carriage yep. house. And at one point, she muses that um, the different ways people grieve are as varied as the waves that lap up on Graver's Beach at the far end of the island. And I just thought, I think that is maybe the truest thing I've read about grief in a book. 
Mm, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, obviously the book is exploring grief and, um, you know, from that poor woman in Australia and to Piper, people grieve in so many different ways. And I really wanted to find kind of the hope in grief, especially mm-hmm. in a year where so many people have experienced so much grief, right? Yes. And yeah. this, and I really... And in his research on Piper's condition, Anders, the newspaper guy, you know, he learns about something called PBHEs, the post-bereavement hallucinatory (laughs) experience. Have you ever had one of those or do you know anyone who does? You know, I haven't. I do think that they are quite common, not to Piper's degree, but Mm -hmm. like I remember when my grandfather died and my grandmother, you know, they had been married for, you know, 60 or 70 years Mm -hmm. at that point. And when you're with somebody your whole life, you know, she would say that she would go into a room and she would see him sitting in a chair. And whether that's just your brain playing tricks because she's so used to seeing him mm-hmm. in the chair or, you know, who knows. But um, I think it's really quite common for people yeah. as part of the grieving process. I, I know. my That happened to my mom at least twice. She heard the flick of her husband's bick lighter and then smelled the mm. menthol. Smelled the menthol smoke because wow. he smoked. Uh, menthol mm-hmm. cigarettes and yeah. and both days she had been one day was they were both you know th- days of heavy thinking about yes. things but i was just like mom i believe you 100 mm-hmm. percent yeah and sure. she said he's yep. just letting me know he's with me mm, and it yeah. was comforting for her it wasn't creepy Right, absolutely. If if you guys are just joining us, we're talking with Colleen Oakley. Her fourth book is The Invisible Husband of Frick Island, a novel, and it came out in trade paperback, which we always love because you can take it with you and it doesn't weigh a ton. You know, one of the things I was reading in Colleen, Holy Toledo's, I've read a lot in the last three days, so who even knows? Because I'm getting the next book with this book and, and a TV show I watched last night all mixed up right now in my mind. Did, in real life, it's been crazy like that. It, it, did you, um, is one of your books been made into a movie? Um, my last book, You Were There Too, has been bought um, by Reese Witherspoon's uh, company, ah! Holy Sunshine. I know, super exciting, but, um, you know, Hollywood is a whole different beast, so who knows if it will ever actually make it to the screen. We hope, fingers crossed. Listen, you're halfway um, there. With Reese. I, right? I mean, yeah. you have Reese. You have no idea. Now I won't have to she, tweet Reese to option this book. <laughs> I tweet her not all the time, but I would have picked this book as a re- I only select... Well, you, what can is still, in... you can still tweet her about this book. Oh yeah, okay. I'll tweet her. Okay. <laughs> when are you going to make the movie? Because it would be it would be such a charming, charming. I mean, this is such a charming story. Yeah, and Thank it explores you. some you. you know things that it was a it was a contemplative, hopeful book too. At the same time, it just I don't know. It it rang true. I wanted to believe. You know the whole story. I was like, this is probably a true story. <laughs> <laughs> But that's just what a good writer you are, Colleen. Mm-hmm. And, and I just you. have to say, and mm-hmm. calling it Frick Island, and you've got these koozie cups that come out with your book, What the Frick? I, I, How did yeah. you come up with that name? Frick? Uh, you know, I, I came up with Frick, um, I don't know. I was driving in the car one day as I was thinking about the story idea, and I just loved the name Frick Island. It just came to me, <laughs> and I thought it would be so funny. And then the whole What the Frick, he names his podcast What the Frick. Yeah, and right. I just, I like cracking myself up when yeah, I write. So I, as, even if nobody else laughs, at least I'm having a good time. I had a girlfriend who used the frick? F word, and she'd, use, she'd say Frick. 
It's a good one. And said, <laughs> yeah. and I'd be like, what? What Why the did you just say the real word? But it's just such a random, yeah, name to come up with for an island. Yeah. But you're, we're so delighted to meet you and your books Thank and you. want to read the other ones. Are you, um, have you read a great book lately that we should know about? Yes, I'm currently reading Laura Hankins' A Special Place for Women, and it's fabulous. Is that coming out in July? Um, it came out uh, a couple weeks ago, I think. I two feel weeks like, ago. I feel like she's coming on for something in like two weeks. I don't know what. Yeah. Well, this but, is your book oh, birthday week, You'll right? The Invisible Husband. Okay. Didn't this just come out yesterday? Yes, it yes. just came out yesterday. Yeah, I'm still celebrating. <laughs> yeah, what do you do for the book's birthday? Well, I usually have a big uh, launch party the weekend before. So that was Saturday. We had a big outdoor party with like 200 people, and they all got what the frick koozies, and it was super fun. Oh, my God. Fun. Well, Well, I'm glad you can celebrate, and you can actually go and do some in-person. Yes. I can, yes. I'm one of the lucky few that finally gets to go out and do some in-person events. And you can find Colleen on Facebook. It's Writer Colleen Oakley. Um, On Twitter, it's Oakley Colleen. You're on Instagram, Writer Colleen Oakley. And and the good old internet, Lori, at ColleenOakley.com. Oh, there you go. Listen, what a treat. Thanks for being on our show today. Um, we loved meeting you and can't wait to read more of your books. And um, if for our listeners right now, we've got two copies to give away. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. Bye, Colleen. Bye, Colleen. Bye. Thank you, Lori and Julia. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And we'll be back. Oh, gosh. we You absorb some television that you're going to tell us all about, I think. Oh, I loved Clean. She was darling. She was darling. I'm totally going to tweet Reese and just congratulate her for optioning. And I'll just pretend like it's a book we've recommended to her. Oh, I love it. Okay. And then just said, and Clean says hi, and here's her new book. Do it. We see the show. And Janelle and Rhonda, congratulations. You guys are winners today. And this this book is really fun. And plus, you get a koozie cup. I I call them cuzzies. Cuzzies. Cozies. I call them cozies. That's I call them cozies. In yeah. Duluth, we call them cozies because cozy means something else, girl. Well, sorry, down here in the Twin Cities, I thought we called them cozies. Yeah, I don't know. Is it cozy or is it cozy? It's cozy. It's beer, a beer cozy. It's a beer cozy. Thank you. It's a beer cozy. It's no, it cozy. isn't. No, it it's isn't. Cozying up to your beer and keeping it cool. Lori. It's a cozy. <laughs> but it's a, thank you, Holly. You're I knew welcome. I finally <laughs> win on the pronunciation game. Yeah. Finally. I, I, one for Julia. Woo. You've won more than one, but barely, uh, barely win. Oh, on pronunciation? It, yeah, because yeah. milk. Oh, yeah. But it's a koozie cup. I've ne- I always call them cozies. And I know my friend Jackie calls them cozies. She too. does? Yes. Thank you, Holly, because I always said they're koozies. She gave yeah, me yeah. a really cute wine cup um, cozy. Oh, my word. Yeah, they have those, too. It's oh, not yeah. just for beer. For no. the glass or the bottle? <laughs> for the for like the glass. glass and your bottle. Wow, I call that a Yeti cup it's, now. It's for a <laughs> yeah, floating, I guess. Oh, for floating, yeah, because like a Yeti mm-hmm. seems to be the modern-day koozie. Yeah, but they're so overpriced, these Oh, Yetis. I know, but you can get fake Yetis. Yeah. What the Yeti? What the Yeti? What okay. the Yeti, Yeti? Uh, let's talk about... Um, okay. Here, this news all right, first. What, all right. Kelly Clarkson's show will take over Ellen DeGeneres' time slot in 2022. That's fall of 2022. And Roger Friedman says this. He said, this is a clever and brilliant way to have a brilliant and lucrative act for Clarkson. 
She has not uh, has basically given up her recording career. Her last hit was 2012 to be Dinah Shore, who was a big singer of the hits of the 50s, did a popular talk show, ran for years. And um, she said her he was like, you remember, her last album is Piece by Piece in 20. 20- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 2015. Was that it? No, there was more yes. after that. I'm looking no. up. And there, so anyway, he calls it a clever act for her because he's like, listen, she sings on her show all the time. She put out albums of cover songs from these performances. Now begins the era of Kelly Clarkson. Adina and many others came before her. Her show is uh, averaging, you know, 800,000 viewers, her test scores or whatever that they are, Q score or whatever they do. Holly, I don't know if you know that number, but... I mean, it's not a bad life to be a television talk show host. Just ask Ellen or Oprah. Well, right, but I'm telling you, they made uh, they made uh, you know like that's that's a that's a lucrative thing for her, and I think she's going to have a breakup album. Well, she's totally coming out with an album, and she, that information that he has is wrong because the meaning of life came out in 2017, and we have some hits off "Love So Soft" is on that. Oh, all right, all right. The Heat. Um, I can't Lori, believe everything Roger you, says. No, you can't because I gave you a CD with a lot of these songs on it, and I'm like, it was with Lady Gaga when she did her um, okay. Jolene album. It was that compilation, and I called it The Women, and yeah. it was 2017. And I just played it for you. His audience must be older because only a few of us know who Dinah Shore is. I, I love Dinah Shore. <laughs> she was lovely. She had a lovely she relationship. After, with that was like Burt Reynolds. These- like Merv ta- Douglas. Merv Douglas. They'd be on like half uh, Mike hour. Douglas, Merv Griffin. Thank you. Yes. I like yes. Merv Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> but they would be on it like a half hour or something in the afternoon. And they were very, God, they were smoking and they weren't I, drinking. But they were no, just like always having, having a cocktail. Always having a cigarette. seemed like they were having cocktails. They it were did, very but, loose. Yeah, but that's kind of. That's and kinda, Kelly had Simon, out, Simon Cowell on. He was freshly tanned and Botox. How so. did that go? She's She's, she's, she's good. She's a perfect combination. Mm-hmm. I think she does. And, you know, Drew Barrymore's show got nominated for... Um, well, it's gotten better. That's what we it, were talking about yesterday. Yeah, that it's you not alarmingly... Um, I don't want to watch a talk show show like that in the afternoon or like kind of see that. She's so effortlessly charming, but she was trying so hard to be ADD charming or something. She was just all over the place. It was made me actually anxious and I don't ever get anxious. I mean, I work That's with my you job. every day. That's, That's right. my job. For crying out loud. Do you think loud. that she was just trying to find a new angle? Like, this is Drew. I think she is just getting, getting her groove. No, probably. but I do think that when you start, well, what's going to be new? What's going to be different? And it's besides the personality, you know, yeah. everyone says, well, this is what I'm going to do. And I think she really wanted to highlight the average Joe doing great things. That was she spent She's, a lot of money time on that at the beginning of her show. Thank God that's done. But but <laughs> what we're finding out because you know more good news. You know I remember when we first started our show, Dad would always tell us. My daddy would say, you know, why not feature good news? Good news. Mm-hmm. Why not pick really good stories? 
And People Magazine always would have, since the beginning of time, I feel yeah. like they would always have one hopeful story. But it came out of tragedy or something. So there was some way to get there, though. Well, yeah. But so, it's, and she added Ross. You know, he's and a regular he's fun. On her show. But I think she spent so much time on that trying to do the good news stories. And it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was like just making you nervous. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, her show is very different now, and I, I, I never took it off the DVR, Julia. I'm impressed. I am the talk You're, show host who knows stuff about talk shows. <laughs> but it seems like Drew Barrymore is leaning into the fact that she's Drew Barrymore. She, yes. she has been in Hollywood for decades oh, and yes. super successful. And she was really fun on CBS. Um, morning. This morning, last week, filling in for Tony Ducapel du- du- or yeah, whatever his du- name is. Yeah, Ducapel. And, and Tony, now this is something I want you guys He's to so notice. Cute. Well, here's what's happened. Okay, so on CBS this morning, you know, there's the Today Show, Good Morning America on CBS. And so, Tony, if you've noticed, since they've gone back in studio, mm-hmm. he has quit wearing tennis shoes with white soles. Because he was wearing black tennis shoes, but with the white soles. I think someone told him to dress like a big boy. Oh. Because seriously, you know, he quit wearing those. Julia, after... Because we um, see their feet. After 22 years of nagging my husband to please stop wearing black crew socks with his shorts and his tennis shoes. Now, I knew this going in. I saw this on him and... I didn't think it was that. No, you knew a lot of things going in. I was thinking about that and how much you massaged them. He just bought white socks. And yesterday I just said to him, can I tell you how cute and delicious you look you know that they're out of style though black is back in yeah the tennis players are wearing black socks everyone's been wearing them (laughs) we've come full circle now lori you've got him i'm sorry but casey is not the tallest man in the on the block does the black cut him off and the black cut him off okay (laughs) mid-shin there's a cut he's got such skinny legs your dad's legs i i i did not approve of the overall look because he's so fashionable he always has a great shirt and maybe a hat and good shorts but the black is so in right now. Oh, God. Well, way to get him off trend. Oh. Made him make him way to make him look like a loser. All right, we'll be back. Stay with us. It's Lori and Julia. My